Iconoclast, noun, a revolutionary, bold thinker, an individual that does not assume the rigid regimes and thoughts of society but creates their own. An industry mover, a one trillion dollar valuation corporate builder, an individual that builds and builds for value. I am talking about you. Now this, this is their natural habitat, a place where only the elite are found, where these individuals are born, created, molded and guided. A place for the premium. I am Chiria Maria Neku and welcome to Iconoclast. happy about the access episode and its content. I've been listening to the podcast continuously and it has made me realize quite a lot, especially in terms of my environment. I remember hearing someone say that the dreams you have are in direct proportion with the places you've been. This person says that if you went to, let's say, Sentin for the people in South Africa, you start actualizing the existence of such a space and your dreams start leveling up to such an experience. It's actually quite the contrary if you're always cooped up in one place. Then an individual says that that is why there is a lack of billboards in townships because townships are created to be the outskirt, the unimportant side and dreamers are not supposed to come from such places so why would you want to make the people look up and see that there is more to life than drugs and complacency? Hmm. It is quite interesting. Anyway, I was watching one of my favorite speakers and he was speaking on self-doubt. But while I'm watching, I'm thinking about the countries that he has seen. Then I start to imagine that if you've seen such great places, and have been exposed to such wealth, whether his or not, how does he actually dream? Because scientifically, dreams are actually not your wildest imagination. According to research, the people and things seen in dreams are known to the dreamer. Now imagine the construction of his desires and ambitions if his dreams are directly proportional to the amount of access he has. I mean, to simply put it, a person who has access to a private jet does not aspire to have one. He already has it. He most probably aspires to have an airline. And contrarily, a person who does not just wants his one little Gulfstream G700 that moves at 690 miles per hour and is perfectly symmetrical with a takeoff distance of... 1,905 meters and an initial cruise altitude of 12,495 meters. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a sucker for jets. And if anyone wants to get me a present for my birthday, wink, wink. <laughs> but back to business. Find access to better environment and better people and trust and see how bigger and better you dream. You'll be limitless. <sighs> I cannot loss. I am sending shout outs where shout outs are due. Today I greet you, mover. 
shaker. He who is crazy enough to change the world. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I remember that from the first episode, Point of Origin. And today I've just been thinking about the amount of things that I've learned in this journey. And I'm looking forward to what is to come. My name is Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku family. And today I'm hosting you on the episode called Visualization of the Process. Now, let us focus on what is visualization. It is the formation of the mental image of something. A necessary concept, I believe, that is usually misconstrued or utilized incorrectly. Let's do a quick exercise. Trust me, it won't. It will only just take a few seconds. Okay, let's start. Let's start. Visualize your best self. Yeah, go ahead. Visualize. Okay, done. Very quick, right? I know. Now, I am pretty sure that 100% of the people who are listening to this thought of only the end goal, the end of the race, and nobody visualized the process of getting their best self. Don't worry, don't worry, it's understandable. It is easy to see your best self. Your aspirations are easily accessible because it is within a human being's nature to desire an end product and not worry about the processes. I myself always say that I want the beef burger. I really do not want to know the name of my car. Hence, it makes sense that you would think of the end product because it is most easily accessible. There's this lady. Many people do not know of her. Her name is Joy Mangano. She's an American inventor and she invented the mop. But unlike the normal mop, her mop did not require you to use your hands to dry it. She created a self-wrangling mop and as a woman in a time that was not as liberating for women as today, her story is just great. It is one of bravery, perseverance, having a fierce nature, and being a force to be reckoned with. I would suggest you read a book. It is called Inventing Joy. Now let me get to my point. When the story of Joy is told, she explains that visualization was fundamental for the invention of the self-wrangling mop. However, she did not only see the mop as the finished product. She took the time to visualize the process of building the mob. She set time apart to regularly visualize the process and its creation. Hmm, visualizing the process. In my research, I've heard a lot of people speak of how it is important to visualize the end goal. Know where you're going, know the end game, and it will propel and motivate you. I mean, yes. It might motivate you, but will it get the job done? Because motivation doesn't win wars. Action and discipline do. I am not by any means implying that it is wrong or completely useless 
to know the end game. What I am delineating to you is that the visualization of the process of your success creates a much valuable impact in the actualization of the success. So, I am challenging you. Rather than putting all your focus in visualizing your best self, start visualizing the actions that are necessary to place you at the point of being your best self. Why? The thing about clearly identifying, visualizing, and understanding the processes is that it does a number of things. Firstly, it creates an unlimited amount of focus. It places you in a place where you can adequately identify and eradicate all distractions. Once you know what you have to do to be a billionaire, it is very easy to realize when you're not moving towards your goals, when you're moving contrary to your goals. Simply put, if you know what you have to do, you will minimize and with time totally eradicate every action and activity that does not have a positive impact. That does not positively impact your end game. Secondly, it creates stone-cold discipline. If you know how to get what you want, you understand that not feeling like doing something is not reason enough not to do it. It propels you to change the habits that have held you back. It is in the understanding of such processes that sets you up for greatness, because a clearer vision means better execution. Thirdly, it saves you from one of men's greatest flaws, the desire to fit in. I can never emphasize this more. Coming to the terms that in order to be great, you will be very different. Your plan, your work ethic, your free time will be different from your peers. And this is crucial. Everyone is trying to fit into a set of standards of living based on how their parents are living or everyone else is living. But funny enough, not everyone is a millionaire or billionaire. So that just means that the standard is obsolete. They never learn to unlearn the crooked norms of society. But once you start visualizing the processes, it is easy to learn that what works for everyone will definitely not work for you. Remember, it's only those who are crazy enough to change the world who actually do. Now me, I take about 30 minutes of my day, every single day, to sit down and visualize the steps that I have to take to reach my end goal. And after that, after that, I experience something that is much deeper than just motivation. There's a feeling that is ignited in me that places the desire to reach new boundaries and do more than I've already been doing. It also brings me peace of mind because now I know what to do and it is not what everyone else wants me to do. The thing about only visualizing the end goal is that sometimes 
instead of being motivational, it seems as if the goal is so out of reach that it puts you down. Now, I learned this in a book called Atomic Habits. It was in a different context, but we are iconoclasts, so let's just recreate it. It is called The Theory of the Aggregation of Marginal Gains. So, you have one big goal, right? You set it, you're concise, and it's good. And then, you break it down into processes. Now, let's say every process is just 1% of that 100%. And every day, you wake up and work as hard to just do that 1% of what you have to do to reach that 100%. Let's put it into perspective. My current goal is to reach 100 kgs, a lean 100 kgs in mass. Huh? It is about 220 pounds or so. And for a person who is 80 kgs at this point in time and has trouble with gaining mass, this is very far-fetched. Now what I do with regards to this theory is break down this 100 kg goal into 1%. That means I will look at my diet, eating healthy, my weights, increasing them, my form, perfecting it, my mental state, developing myself mentally, my environment, making sure they're healthy and they inspire growth, my circle, Distancing myself from the people and the friends that always push me to eat junk and creating a circle that understands my goals and many other things. Now, independently, they seem quite insignificant. But if I do these 1% every single day, and aggregate my dedication and just growing the 1%, it results in 100%. It's easy math. Now, when I begin the execution of this goal, that, this goal that might seem too big, I only have it at the back of my mind. What really matters is my journey in ensuring that I bag the 1%. Let me give you homework. Let's get homework, right? <laughs> Let's get homework. Take some time off your day and write down your end goal. Be clear, be concise. Then write down the 10 things that you have to do to get where you want to be. Be very detailed on the manner, the time it needs, and then write down five things that may distract you from doing these things. After that, take time to really think about the things you have to do, their importance in relation to the end game, and things that are inhibiting you and how to overcome them. Then nothing, I repeat, nothing at all will be impossible for you. Because you have worked smart and not hard. And you have visualized the process. Does it make sense? That, that is our podcast for this week. And the Iconoclast team and I are proud to tell you that we will be launching a project under Iconoclast soon and this project is going to be great exceptional I tell you I do not think I'm supposed to say this yet but when all the details are finalized and done 
We will launch it and you will have the ability to take part in it, to grow and to embrace the innate iconoclast that exists within you. Thank you for listening this far. Don't forget to reach out on Baku underscore worldwide on Instagram. And do not forget to share with your friends and family. Send it to someone you don't know. It might change someone's life, you know. Be an individual that doesn't assume the rigid regimes of society, but creates their own. And as they say in my Igbo language, Dalu. Thank you. <laughs>